0: Hey, welcome to The Conversation. You're listening to Andy Mason, and this is Authentic Conversations Around the Messy intersection of Faith, Family, and Business. And I have with me today, all the way joining us from Colorado today, sitting in a guest bedroom, as you can tell by the background there. It looks beautiful, Dave. I have with me Dave Charlson. So Dave, first of all, is a friend. We met in Redding, California. We'd go biking and running and walking together and having in-depth conversations about pretty much anything from marriage to non-marriage to family and kids and business and Jesus and uh, c- cat litter of all things. So if you want to know more about that, you can jump into the God With You at Work book and the story, The King of Cat Litter. I have him with me right now. So Dave is, first of all, a friend, but he's also the president of Authentic Sales, so that's a... Uh, Import and distribution company that sells high quality pet food. So, if you're looking, you know, if you're getting hungry and you want some pet food, make sure you track them down. And then he has also an executive coaching business where he's working with a bunch of high level business leaders, not just in business, but also helping them unlock, unleash, becoming more of who they are. Uh, And this is why I've got him on this call, really, is we were having a conversation around a couple of questions that he's been using with clients that is achieving great results. Now, by that, I mean, we don't want to wind you up so that you accomplish more and go nowhere. We want to help you become who you were born to be, because the result of that is actually less stress, more flow, and higher productivity that you can sustain. And how do I know that? Because everyone around you likes you in that space, as opposed to trying to be somebody that you're not. Dave, how did I do?
1: Man, you nailed it. That's uh, I feel known by you. It's the fact we've been friends for so many years really shines through. Thank you for for seeing me so clearly. And feel uh, it's like I can't I can't ask for a better introduction. Thank you.
0: Oh man, so it is a privilege walking with you. So Dave is a personal. He's certainly personally helped me get unlocked when I've had some questions that I'm like, man, what do I do with this situation? And we're going to dive into those two questions and then how to measure that. Just a simple activity you can do every single day. But before we do that, one of the things I've learned off Dave is the difference between transparency and vulnerability or authenticity. Dave, could you just tell us the difference between the two? Because there's a bunch of people that are running around and just spewing vomit everywhere and calling it uh, authentic actually it's transparent it's not vulnerable. Tell us the difference between those two and how you yeah, yeah, that up
1: I, it's it's an art, not a science, but i like to, i like the term healthy vulnerability right healthy vulnerability and and healthy vulnerability takes a lot of practice it's and, it, and and it requires sensitivity to the holy spirit um healthy vulnerability could be showing up in a room and not sharing anything that feels vulnerable. But staying connected to it and it may not be appropriate for anything to come out of your mouth. Yeah. You know, maybe you're a leader and this isn't the group to be that vulnerable with. But you can still hold that vulnerability in your heart. And what comes out of your mouth could seem very surfacey, but if if you hold that vulnerable space in your heart before God and and and, and before the people that you're in front of, it has power. Um, people tend to show transparency is hey. I am who I am and I'm just going to make a big mess and I'm just going to share all my stuff everywhere I go. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's not healthy. Right? There's, there's a place, there's a time and a place and certain people to share certain things with. And I'll let you sort that out because it's, there's not any hard and fast rules that I've found yeah. other than you'll, you'll know when you did it wrong because of how it turns out.
0: Yeah. And probably the, the key is you know, who is this really for? Yes. If it's about me community who I am, it's probably not going to be healthy but I mean if it's others centred the whole way through that's probably the really good check is this about you trying to communicate uh, something about you that you're going to force on others or is actually hey is this a gift how am I helping and serving others in this process I think the other thing I heard from you Dave and this is from previous conversations is you knew what it was to be transparent hey this is what happened to me You know, I was abused this is what and you're kind of just putting it out there and Wondering why there's nothing going on. It's not going any deeper than that. And the difference was when you got in with a bunch of guys in a healthy relationships and learned to go really acknowledging the feelings in behind it and getting the difference between authenticity and transparent. Authenticity requires you to be vulnerable, whereas transparency doesn't. I can keep 100% armor on, tell you the facts, but there's no real engagement or connection. And in the process of this, that's what we're talking about. So vulnerability is all about communicating feelings. Now, Dave, can you qualify this one? I'm from New Zealand. Like I'm a farm boy, redneck, New Zealand. I, I decided to wear my true self, like All Blacks, rugby. You know, showing emotion is not something we do unless it's sport. Uh, and you certainly don't cry. Like don't cry around here. We don't have room for that. So are you help me understand feelings – like guys, men, business, I mean, surely aren't you supposed to just live by faith and there's no room for feelings? Can you just qualify that one for me?
1: Well, I'll i will defer to David in the Psalms. Did he have any feelings? Like, yeah. I mean, just read the Psalms if you want to know what a true man looks like. Just uh, read the Psalms. Just read the Psalms, and if you're not – i mean i, I want to be a. I mean my name's david i want to be a. a I, I want to be a guy after god's own heart and and I'll and I'll. i'll and i'll i'll say this without qualifying it men have deferred vulnerability to the women in their life and they resent it yeah and if you're if you're struggling in your relationship step up with vulnerability you, it's a it's a super masculine thing to do yeah and it's vulnerable because it's it's scary it's scary it's scary. And, and, and if, if, if it hasn't been modeled to you, which is likely that it hasn't, you need to find some good places to practice it and you need to not just be doing it with your wife or your girlfriend or your sister or some, there's a lot of, a lot of things that can go wrong, even in marriage. If your wife's your only place, you're vulnerable. Yeah. You need to really need to be doing it with other men and yeah. men. Um, so I just challenge men out there. I mean, I, I think men prefer a challenge rather than an invitation
0: into softness. Like, hey, come on. You can do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want you to soften up. Next time you hit someone, do it a bit soft. Yeah. Exactly. Let's play. Let's play for participation. It's like.
1: uh, uh no. This no. is not an invitation to soften. I'll tell you, I coached a former Navy SEAL, and I gave him some homework around vulnerability. He told me it was harder than anything he did during Hell Week in the SEALs. So oh, wow. if you don't think it's masculine, that guy, that guy basically said this vulnerability stuff's harder than anything you ever did physically in the
0: SEALs. so okay so someone's listening to this and they're like man I don't have anyone around me that I trust to get vulnerable any quick tips I mean obviously your local church group of guys take time to build trust and vulnerability you just got to lead the way a little bit at a time and away you go there's no easy way in
2: but-
1: no there isn't and and there's people that are in your life right now that you if you're not good at vulnerability, you you wouldn't think they might. You wouldn't think they would be either. But I, my favorite saying is vulnerability begets vulnerability. So, yeah, um ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I don't feel safe with any of these guys. There's not one person on my friend list I can think of that I want to do this with. But you'd be surprised. The Lord knows who's in your life already right now. You know, grow where you're planted is kind of the saying. So wherever yeah. you're at. Um, but for Trust. me, I I I was at a place in my life where I didn't have that, and uh, a friend of mine invited me to this Monday night men's group, and it was the last place I wanted to go. I I dreaded going in there every Monday, and it took me about f- four times before I kind of signed on the dotted line and joined a small group. So there's, I I would say, you know, start if you if you if most churches have small home groups, so yeah. get in, get into a home group is the, probably the easiest place to do it.
0: Yeah, super good, and then. You are wearing, I mean, I'm wearing my all blacks. That's the New Zealand rugby team for those that are you know, under, under educated. Um, you're wearing a beanie and a sweatshirt. And so, and we were talking about this, What, like, hey, you showed up at this business meeting looking like that. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, well, I woke up this morning. Um, I. I've decided to make myself vulnerable each morning and I I work out virtually with a group of guys down at the beach in Southern California and wherever you're at, they say be outside. So I was outside um, and normally I start that at six in the morning, but I'm on an hour delayed schedule here in Colorado. So I've already started my day an hour late and I looked at my calendar. I'm like, it's packed. I don't have time to take a shower and I want to be present for this call more than I want to look sharp. I want to be present. I feel like my presence means more than my dress on this particular day. So I just made an executive decision to show up. When yeah, I showed but, up,
0: yes. But what I'm pointing out for those that are listening and watching, Dave's wearing that because he's a part of a men's group, and this is doing it online. You said there was a physical component of that, but then there's yeah. a raw and real where there's a and small group I, of guys that just get like just go at it.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? It's really great after you've had your body kind of beat to the pulp. You're you're a lot more likely to be vulnerable. um so for 15 minutes there's a question of the day today was the question was you know how do you experience the father's love and again i could have been transparent or i could have been vulnerable and i chose vulnerable and i noticed that the guys on the call went a little deeper one of the guys at the end ended up crying we got leading you know so hey we, we sweated together we cried together
0: why not yeah so you're listening to this and you're like who are these guys Quick tip for you, real quick tip. I got daughters and I got sons, um, so with your daughters, it's really easy to have a face to face. Once you've developed being vulnerable and learning to trust, and you built that trust, it's great to connect face to face. With the boys, the guys, it's harder. Do something together. Go walking together. If you're like face to looking, then the like, tell me about your deepest emotions. Probably not going to happen. But go and sweat together go hiking together, paint something together. And as you're doing that, as you're on the way, you'll find things start to uh, open up. Would you confirm that, Dave? Yeah. My, my
1: son, who's 22 now, he told me that uh, when I was going through a divorce, he said the, the one thing that saved him was that we we trained for a half marathon together, and he would open up to me on those training runs. Like, just like, oh, there he is. He's 13 he was shut
0: down, but he would go on a run, and all of a sudden, his heart Comes would just coming
1: out of his mouth. Yep.
0: So just a quick tip for you. Go somewhere. Do something. If you're a single mom and you've got boys, do the same. Just go. Like, my wife will sit down and play a video game with our son, and he will be chattering away about all sorts of stuff as they're playing this stupid Rocket League game on PlayStation that he would not do at the table. Like, how's your day? Good. Rocket League, let's <laughs> take that pressure off. Just a quick tip for you. Okay, Dave, let's come back to really why we decided to dump, jump into this core was these two key questions to help people unlock really potential, authenticity, who they really are. So lead us in. What are these questions yeah. and why are they so important?
2: So if you, if you want to bring
1: glory to God, um, Saint Arrhenius, my favorite quote from a, from Saint Arrhenius is, "The glory of God is a man fully alive, yeah, wh- or a woman fully alive, um, and to be fully alive, um, first of all, you you have to let God tell you who you really are." Yeah. So the one, the first question is, "Who am I really?" And the who easiest way to say, sp- "Who am I?" And, dot, then,
2: dot,
0: and dot, then, and then, and then, parentheses,
1: really. really. So, one of my favorite questions in a coaching session is Hey, who are you outside apart from any role you play? Tell me who you are and don't tell me about any role that you play. I don't want to know about your work life. I don't want to know about your, you're an awesome husband or an awesome dad or a great friend. Just no, I want to know who you are apart from any role you play. It's a hard question to answer. So, it's kind of the first step if you want to strip it down to, okay, who are you really?
2: Yeah. And so, how would you? answer that for yourself
1: so i'm a person that creates safe places for people to unlock who they really are I help them break un- break break pat break patterns that hold them back and connect with who they really are so they can so they can create un- in an unlimited fashion but i i've had people tell me a million times since i was a kid you're the safest person i've ever met i don't know why yeah. i'm telling you this i don't know why i'm so i'm kind of like i'm like a an old fashioned priest in the confessional box. I just walk around without the little box. You just come yeah. into, my, <laughs> get into my presence and you're like, Hey, why am I telling you this? <laughs> yeah. And that happens everywhere you go. Everywhere. It's, and it's happened since I was a kid. It's not, it's not something that I'd even recognized until the last five or six years. But when I look back on my life, it lines up. It's yeah, it's been a, it's been the fruit of my life.
0: Right. Yeah. So, so. in answering that question, I mean, what I heard you say was what you do, or every time someone encounters you, this is what they experience about you. Outside of any title—president, father, husband, yeah. uh, son—this is how they experience. So, is that what you're saying? It's more like at the core. yeah, it's more
1: like it's it's more like describing the space, the the byproduct of you. I mean, the easiest way to kind—it's like what happens around me, whether I'm trying or not. Yeah. Now, if you now, now when I get intentional with that that part of me, it it's, gets really fun. Yeah, right. But even when I'm not trying, even on my worst day, I could be having a bad day, and somebody will just start trying to reconcile themselves. I'm, I'm a reconciler. People just want to reconcile themselves to themselves, and that's how I see the world. Like, oh, you're not reconciled to yourself. I can probably help you with that if you want.
0: Yeah, I mean, I love it. It's just like, and like you said, it's. You, you'll you never really know and you find, until you find out who God says you are. I mean, I love it how John the Baptist was doing all of this stuff, and someone comes up to him and says, so are you the prophet that's to come? And he's like, no. And they say, are you this person? And no. And they say, well, who are you then? And he says, he quotes scripture. He says, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness saying, prepare the way of the Lord. He actually knew. It's like he's doing all of this stuff, but really he's there for a single purpose to really bring, I usher in a pathway for people. And so, and then this is, and the very next day Jesus shows up. It's like, I love that. So you were talking about I am. And uh, it's like, tell us about that the other day where you were meeting with Jesus and having time with him. And he gave you a question.
1: Yeah, he said, David. What do you think is the main thing that drives your activities each day? And you know, when Jesus asks you a question, I recommend telling the truth. Um, it's, it's. He's not asking it to strip you down or humiliate you, but it, the answer can be a little humiliating. But it's for your own good. Yeah. So I said, well, I think probably still to this day, a lot of what drives me is this sense of uh, I'm not okay, or I'm not enough, or I'm too much. There's, it's a lot of my core drivers still have some shame wiggled in there. Yeah. And so I didn't know what to do with that. I, I just told him, I confessed to him, and he says in James 5, 16, confess your sins, confess your separateness. So I said, Lord, I'm separate from you. Yeah. Like I hate to tell you this, but since you're asking, but he didn't ask me to he asked me to heal me. So it says if you confess, then he's faithful to heal. So he said, Well, how about we try this? Why don't we just try the try try your core driver being, you know, what's the core driver? What drives my actions? What yeah. if what if Fifty percent of my day, my core driver was the fact that I am. Yeah. Not that, I, not that I'm not okay, or not that I'm not enough, or not that I am too much. There's no qualifier. It's just I am. I, I am. And then, and then to have that experience of I am, you have to be still. Yeah. You can't. You can't experience what that's like without just being still beforehand.
0: So how do I get to that? Like you talked about, I am and we're made in the image of God. God is I am who I am. I mean, I love it. Moses, Moses has run, like everybody knows the story of Moses, 40 years, finally has this revelation that, oh my gosh, I'm the deliverer. And so he then kills the Egyptian and realizes, oh, that's not what it's supposed to look like. That's a bad expression of a correct, correct, correct mandate, uh, incorrect expression. So then he spends 40 years in the world and thinks, I'm screwed up. It's, it's all over. It's all over. And then, burning bush experience and god meets him again and it's like now you're ready actually Mm -hmm. now you're ready he's 80 years old now you're ready Mm -hmm. and and he says now go and do what you were born for this is who you are and Mm -hmm. moses like well who am i to do that it's just like Mm -hmm. i I don't believe that i can god doesn't even answer the question he doesn't tell him who he is he just says i am and i am will be with you and so I, i this is what i love about what you're saying is When I know that God is with me and I'm made in his image, then nothing else matters. But when I am, there's an expression of God in and through you. And what I'm hearing you say, Dave, is the only way to get to that is to take time to spend with him and to listen and to be still. And if I cannot be still, that tells you that you're wearing armor and a whole heap of performance that's Mm -hmm. trying to feed your identity when your identity comes from the inside out mm-hmm. yeah so ha- how do i do that how do i how do i be still how do i come to the point of meeting i am the, so, I, the great
1: i am so i i want to make it really practical i build my calendar around it. if you if, if how, whatever way you prioritize in your life most people prioritize with the calendar yeah but maybe you have a different way but i i do that Right. So, so I have it built into my calendar and I don't just put it in my calendar and give it lip service. Like it's the center of my calendar. Yeah. And, and it, but it doesn't, I'm not a monk. I run two businesses. I don't sit in a cave and just, you know, God tell me who I am. Uh, I, I purposely start my day with it. Yeah. And many times at the end of my time, I don't have a clue who I really am or I don't feel very connected to who I really am. I feel fearful. I feel so. I'm just honest with that. I go, well, God, here we go. I gave it my best shot, and then I have purposeful. I have still times throughout my calendar, so I I built it around productivity studies that I studied, which is um, a 55 minutes of work and a yeah. five minute rest. Yeah, 55 minutes of work, a five minute rest, and then I and I and I do that pretty often, and then I'll have a half hour in there one one half hour chunk that's where i i don't sit around and just pray i usually get up and go for a walk put on some worship music i do something to anchor myself in and uh i, I usually have four of the five minutes in there and a 30 minute but even if you start with just one five minute somewhere in the yeah. middle of your day it's enough to disrupt yourself because we get yeah. locked onto these armor patterns that protect us and so sometimes during the five minutes, all that happens is I go, "Wow, God, I'm really off center right now. Help me!" Um, I'm so jacked up, and then oh I just go God. and I just go right back into the mess. Yeah, but it's that five minutes. that gives me a chance to be honest and asking for help. At least I'm inviting him in.
0: Yeah, it's better than not inviting him in. Yeah, I love this. I mean, it's fun. You just confirmed what I've just started doing is actually. I mean, I have my time in the morning that anchors me. That is. Like, I've got to lock myself into the Word of God. Otherwise, I'll just get so swung by – I mean, like if I listed all of the challenges that I'm walking through with people from marital problems to financial problems to lawsuits to just – there's so much. I was saying, Janine, why am I so tired? And it's like, <laughs> oh, I might be carrying my friends' and my clients' problems more than I'm supposed to. Or yeah. I'm just not connected It's this – I'm supposed to be this intercessor in between the two. Right. But I love that. I've got to do that. But I've just added, I need to do this more often. <laughs> you know, my time in the morning is not enough. I, I need to actually connect with God in the middle of the day and offload, cast my cares on Him because He cares for me. Be anxious for nothing, but in all things in prayer and supp- supplication. Make your request known to God and the God of peace. Actually, then I get to walk in peace as opposed to anxious, uptight, angry, frustrated, and all the rest of it and everybody around me actually prefers it and likes me more when i do that so why would you not i mean
1: you, the for 5 minutes your roi on that time is exponential yeah. so yeah. i mean if you're looking for good roi on your time that's that's i definitely that's why i make it that's the first thing i put in
0: my calendar yeah and if numerally. you listen to this roi is return on investment this right. that's return for the time that you're putting into these things it's so so valuable so we talked about the first thing it's just like that first question, which is, "Who are you, really?" And if I said, "Who am I, really?" I would say, a, "A part of it is, man, I'm a I'm a person who's pursuing friendship with God in every aspect, and I'm an encourager. Everybody around me touches me and get encouraged, and I cannot help but say." they get elevated in status. They they get encouraged, they get lifted up, they get edified, they're exhorted. And then there's a part of, they get activated. Like, they're not going to be comfortable sitting around me. They're going to get a question that's going <laughs> to challenge them physically, emotionally, relationally. In some way, they're going to, man, you just can't sit still around this guy. And it's not because I'm uptight or anxious. It's because I'm like a... And I love it. Danny Silk said, "I'm half Iron Man, half Tigger. We're going to change the world and have fun doing it." But yeah, I'm constantly moving in that sense.
1: That, that is you, man. I, I, that's that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I could tell about ten stories right now, but I won't about how you've impacted me that way. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: I'm thinking. Oh, oh, okay. So if I, and so if I, if I apply what you're saying, oh, that's who I am. I could, I, I need to write that down. Yes. This is the core components of who I am. So whether you put me in as a bank manager, or whether you put me in as a business consultant or as a, as a teacher or as an author, you read the book and you'll get activated. You're not yeah. going to get just tickled. Uh, you come to a conference, you're going to get activated. Everything we do, everywhere we are, let's do something. And, and, and I
1: have a file folder that I read every morning when I start my day, and I have several of those types of things that you just said, like practical mystic. I'm a practical mystic. I'm this. I'm that. And I just read my I am statements and it's a litmus test. Sometimes I read them and I feel so disconnected from that person. I'm like, "Uh Oh, and then I double down on my still time. Cause I'm like, wow, I'm starting my day. I'm reading, I'm reading about myself. That's who God says I am, but I don't, I'm not I experiencing it. it. So that's a, yeah. that's a key to me that I'm off center.
2: Yeah. That's if, you really if, you,
1: if you don't articulate this stuff, you don't know if you're off center. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so if you're saying, where do I find that read scripture, ask the Lord, dave mentioned this ask the holy spirit to show or reveal to you what do you what do you want me to know about myself how did you make me uh, if you've got prophetic words go back over the prophetic words what do the prophetic words say that you are i do this little exercise where i've gone through prophetic words i'm a pastor of powerful people i'm literally a shepherd so i was a shepherd in the natural i'm a shepherd in the like i don't know in the spiritual I shepherd people. I'm I'm a bridge of connection across racial, political and economic divides and I love people fearlessly and they're attracted to me. Mm-hmm. That all came out of prophetic words. So there's these different things. And then you can also is it okay, Dave, to ask people that are close to you, hey, whenever you around me, could you give me some feedback? What what do you experience what good things do was, you experience? I was about? gonna suggest that
1: we're on the same I was gonna suggest that's uh getting a good 360 in yourself when how how do you experience me when you're around me yeah um there's a a really great exercise i do that you can do on your own in your own small groups you get a list of 150 positive character traits you can just google it like positive human positive character traits you can have people feed you words like tell them to only pick five five out of that 150 tell me these five words because some people have a hard time articulating this but hey there's pick five of these positive human traits that yeah. Describe me and tell me why. Yeah, most of the time, you know, we're kind of afraid of someone being critical. But this is all positive, and and, yeah. and the positive feedback will 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 displace whatever negative is rumbling around inside of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to go find to find, find the negative. There's <laughs> so much of that. Right. You're trying to rewrite that narrative, which changes so much. It's like, okay, Dave. So we've gone around around in terms of who are you really.
2: What is that second question? So um, the
1: best time. So the question is, what does the real me really want? The authentic me, the true me, the one that is one with God, the one that is a partaker of the divine nature, the one that sit, sits in heavenly places. Yeah, that you, the one that is eternal, that's going to live forever. Right, the one that isn't afraid of death, that, does, that loves his life not unto death, like you know what I mean, like that one. What does he really want? Because in, because in John it says, if you abide in Jesus and He abides in you, ask anything in His name and it will be given to you. So if if you can lock into that, now it 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 requires waiting on the Lord, travailing. It's not it's not like you know just ask and get. Yeah, it's not a microwave, but it's but it's a worthy pursuit. And, and most of the time, we don't want to answer that question because it demands something of us that we don't, that, and it brings our shortcomings to the surface, right? Like, wait a minute. Like, if I if I really say that, then I'm going to have to really believe in God. that, that yeah. I'm going to have to actually believe what he says about me. And then I'm going to have to get rid of some lies. And I'm kind of in love with these lies, if I'm honest.
0: <laughs> so, so run this by me, because I'm thinking, it. I mean, just different language, I think, around the same thing. Is i is I got to do a session with a bunch of people in Abbeyville coming up and it's around workplace prayer in the city and they've asked me to talk about dreaming with God and I'm gonna go in actually to talk about the cost the cost of dreaming with God where you know the story of Hannah in the Bible dreamed of having what she really wanted was a son, but God wanted a prophet. And when she laid down her dream, what she thought she wanted, God gave her so much more. You know, my dream was to be a shepherd horse dogs corporate ranch in new zealand when i come and lay that before god i'm now shepherding business leaders around the world it's way bigger so talk to but in between those two there is a cost of actually you know what does the authentic me really want what what is the core of it strip it away from the positions and titles but what is it that you really want to do and I don't want to help people discover who they were born to be, and then live that really well in a sustainable world so that the people all around them come alive. Yeah, tell me more about that. It, well,
1: it. it um, I think it, I think it was you that said this to me once. You said it's the 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 the, the gift of God is free, but it'll cost you everything. And so, the, to me, the, the most the most precious thing that I have that I feel like I want to hold on to is my sense of identity right so i'm holding on to i know who david charleston is i know who i am and every time i dream god goes i need you i need you to trade that in and it's scary to trade in who i think i am because i've got a lot of self-protective stuff so i gotta trade in and he's like and then he gives me back some of it he gives back you know i mean he gives you back you don't completely lose yourself completely No, no but 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 it's scary to give it all to him Yeah. So it's almost like a snake shedding skin. It's just like, nope, you're gonna, we're gonna, and and so I call it groaning. I'm just like, God, I don't, I'm honest, like I don't want to let this go. I'm scared, but he grows our inner capacity in order to fulfill those dreams. He has to change our insides, and so a lot of it's private time with him or private time with close friends where you're really confessing this stuff so that it can be replaced. It's just a constant exchange.
0: Yeah, and I think I'm, I'm actually thinking of the disciples were actually, they come with me and I'll make you fishers of men. You guys have been fishermen of fish, and I'm going to make you fishers of men. And I'm thinking of the story of Peter, who's like, yeah, I'm oh in. And he just runs in. And he didn't, I don't think he ever had that quiet, reflective time ever. <laughs> so it was all external. Like everything was public. And just even to the point where, and Jesus says, I'm going to go to the cross. And he's like, nope, nope, that's, that's a dumb idea. That's not the way we're going to scale this message like Jesus, you know, let's go. And Jesus goes, get behind me, Satan. And then he carries on a bit. And, and then he says, Satan is asked to sift you as wheat. So it's the stuff within you that will, I'm saying yes to God, but I don't even know. Like we, don't, like you, you and I were talking, we don't even know the depths of what's going on in their heart. But Jesus does, and he's the good shepherd. And here's what I know, that even if you're listening and watching this and you think you're like Peter, who has betrayed Jesus, who's walked away, who's like, I've made a mess, I can't come back from this. Look at the story of Moses. Look at the story of Peter. Not only did God or did Jesus personally restore him, he said, I have prayed for you, and when you return, strengthen your brothers. Peter betrayed Jesus and then became the leader of the organization. <laughs> it's just like, so that's this transformation. It, the gift is free, but it's going to cost you everything. But the reward, it, you just cannot compare the life that we're living now and how much God has blessed us and my family and the chat with challenges to grow. You it, it, it just cannot compare that.
1: And when he really guts you of something that's holding you back, it feels for a moment like that's all you are. Like when it comes back to the surface, yeah. it's just for a moment, you're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like seeing this. But if you can just stomach it for a few seconds and let him heal it, it's, it's over. But we, we run from that like, like nobody's business, or a lot of us do. Maybe some of the people yeah. that listen to this don't, but I know I
0: do. Yeah. I run so like the best of them. We're basically having a personal and corporate coaching session in public for people right now to yeah. help them to get to the core of who they are what makes them come alive and and then equipping them to go towards that and yeah. if we talked about the metric of that and and you mentioned this is you know do a little reflective exercise every day how much of you did your day as a percent where you're actually operating in who you truly are now it yeah. doesn't mean that it has to be 100 percent because we've all got jobs to do i mean i got to clean the toilets. <laughs> There's some things that aren't going to necessarily bring out the best in you, but it's a necessary, necessary part of a life. But in doing this exercise, you talked about, Dave, just take, leading us through a little activity
2: of being still. Could you do that now?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I do want to say that even cleaning a toilet, you can stay connected to who you are while you're cleaning a yeah. toilet. It may not yeah. be the highest and best use of your time that day, But but you still can. Um, So yeah, I um, I, I've had trouble breathing my whole life. I've been in fight or flight. So I just want to just
2: everybody you know Yahweh is is a
1: beautiful way to connect to your breath. So I just let's just viscerally connect to God through our breath. Okay. So just inhaling this Yahweh.
2: We just do it three or four times. Be thankful for each breath. You're breathing right now because God holds you together. Yeah. Your heart's beating. He wants to align your body in a rhythm that's in a line with who you really are. You're not in fight or flight. You're not afraid. You don't have a, a spirit of timidity. He's as close as your breath. And then from this place, it only took us a minute, maybe. Lord, what would you have me do next? Lord, I'm yours, you're mine. Yeah. My heart burns for you.
1: I'm I'm ready to engage in my next activity. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the means to do it. Thank you for a country that I live in that allows me to do it. Thank you, thank you,
2: thank you. Thank you.
1: Lord, I want to dream with you. I want to co-create with you. Lord, take me to the high place where I can see things. I don't want to be under this anymore, Lord. Show me what to confess. Show me how I hide. Show me how I fake it. Show me my fig leaf.
2: Yeah. Just simple. Just from your heart. I'm one with you, God. Thank you that you are pursuing me.
1: Thank you that you are conforming me to the image of Christ. Yeah. Thank you that I'm part of the Trinity, that I'm invited, that I belong, that I'm accepted.
2: And God cleanse me, cover me with your blood. God, I'm sorry. Thank you for always loving me. Thank that you thank you that your love never stops. Never stops. So, that's good it's amazing how a moment a few minutes of stillness just
0: re-centers you and like what you're saying uh, for those that are like "Oh, well, i need more scripture of this really good matthew 6 my father my source of supply my source of everything my very breath that says hallowed be your name so just take a moment and just reflect on that simple part of the lord's prayer And here's another one for you. It was almost a scripted prayer. In the book of Psalms, uh, David prays like this. He says, search me, God, and know me. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me in the everlasting path. All of that is just aligned. And then Psalm, it's like,
2: what's the be still and know? Where's the reference to that one?
0: It is in the Psalms, yeah. And be—I don't, don't, don't have that right offhand. Yeah, we can, we can—you can grab that. Be still and know. I think it's Psalm forty-six, ten. I'm just not a hundred percent sure of that. So be still and know God. Cease from your activity. Yahweh, the very name of God, and the consonants Yud he, Vav he, is very much like breath. So mindfulness, no. We're talking God awareness is what we're doing. He is my very breath. I love this. Dave, if someone wants to find out more about you, possibly even working with you, I believe you're on the Heaven a Business website page on the About Us. They'll find a link there. And yep. if they want to just go shortcut straight to where you are, where do they go to find more about you?
1: It's David Charleston
0: C-H-A-R-L-S-O-N, C-H-A-R-L-S-O-N coaching dot com. David Charleston dot com. Or just jump onto heavenabusiness.com backslash about, and you'll see this man's handsome face. Click on that, and it'll take you straight to his website. Dave, thank you so much for just unpacking that, walking us through, and I just love you so much. Love you too. Thank you very much, Andy.